Welcome to the Do Divorce Right podcast. I'm your host, Becca Maxwell, and I'm here to help you transition through your divorce with ease and integrity, to not only survive the challenges of your divorce, but to thrive as you come out the other side of it with a much better life than you ever hoped possible. On this show, we talk about many different aspects of divorce, interview women who have their own incredible divorce stories, or those who can offer some great advice as you go through yours. The focus here is to help you find the strength and support to help you feel lighter, happier, more positive, and in a better frame of mind to face the inevitable challenges of your current journey. Okay, this week is a bit of a special episode because I've invited a girlfriend on to share some of her story. Now, Kelly and I met a little over a year ago, I guess, as mums in the schoolyard and it kind of unpacked from there that we had so much in common and positive divorce is a good part of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And every time I talk to Kelly, I just look at this beautiful big smile. For those listening, you can't see, but it's video as well. Look it up. She's got this beautiful (laughs) smile, always very happy, even though there have been a lot of challenges to go through your split. When we first met... um, you had already split. I think it was at the beginning of your decision to divorce. Was well, it? No, it wasn't okay, actually. We were already about two years in at that stage. Oh, wow. So you were still making big decisions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So there's a lot I don't know about this story. So I'm going to reverse back and ask Kelly to share because you were living remote mm-hmm. in Western Australia. You were both working through your marriage. Is that right? Do yeah. you want to tell us a little bit about where you were and then maybe yeah. how you decided to end the marriage? Uh, we were up in a town in the Pilbara, yeah. both working, same job, and it hadn't been working for a long time. This is something that had been coming for a long time and I'd had a break at one stage probably uh, maybe two years before and then a break from the marriage break from the marriage for about four weeks and then I kind of got to the point where I just couldn't do it anymore we were in a counseling session and (laughs) that that was the breaking point for me I was tears streaming down my face he was saying that he couldn't um, share his emotions and it got him this far and everything was fine and the counsellor just looked at him and went, you're about to lose your family. Like, how's that working out for you? Yeah. And I just went, no, I can't do this. I'm. We need to stop. And she said, stop the session or stop the marriage. And I said, no, the marriage, I'm done. Like That, that was it. Interesting. And that was the end. So it wasn't his choice it wasn't agreed between the two of you it was just no you made that decision okay he still says that I blindsided him even though I had been telling him for years like you know this is not good I'm not happy I I gave him all the things that I needed from him um to make it work but he was a workaholic um he was never home I carried the load with the three kids and you know if we went on holidays it would be me and the kids I'd pack them up and we would go by ourselves Mm. so you were single parenting before Uh, you were single parenting yeah I feel like I've been doing it for a really long time yeah yeah Um, and how's your relationship now are you friendly yeah we are um we are friendly because 
it needs to be. Um, yes. That's that's really, really what I wanted to dwell in. Yeah. I wanted to, you have both had to navigate so much and we will talk about your division of assets and the fact that you are financially independent. You've been able yeah. to get the, the family home, which I think is amazing. But I want to talk about and kind of sit in this, how do you navigate a friendship with somebody who drives you quite mad Yes, um, <laughs> who doesn't have the same necessarily want to make the same choices that you do yeah. so what can you share about that what does it take so the a main driving force behind staying friendly with him is because of our kids mainly um, our eldest who has a lot of mental health challenges yeah uh, we really need to work together as a team and be on the same page. She's got, we're battling an eating disorder at the moment and we parent 50-50, so week on, week off. For all three kids. For all three kids, yep. Um, the eating disorder is just one of her challenges, but it is the main one that we're fighting at the moment. And if we're not both on the same page, then this eating disorder will win and we yeah. will lose our child. Yeah. That is highly 100% certainty. Right. <laughs> that if we don't work together and get this right, then we'll lose her. So, that's some extreme incentive. Mm, yeah, it is. Um, managing all of her appointments um, and finding her the help that, that we need for her is another reason that we need to stay. On talking terms, even though, like, I'm sure I drive him nuts as well, but we have still managed to not have any periods where we're not completely not talking to each other. Yeah, which has been really good. Even so, it's it's coming up five years that we've been separated for now. Um, so we're managing. Yeah. I like to think that even if it wasn't about that high risk with your eldest, that knowing you still had to parent yeah. the two of them, right? You have to parent three kids together. Yeah. You would have to find a way to yeah. communicate. So do you have any specific coping mechanisms for when you just think, oh, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna strangle this man. I cannot make believe the choices that he's making. Yeah. How do you bring Kelly back? I uh, <laughs> I recognise when I'm feeling like, no, I don't want to listen to this anymore yeah. and I will actually walk away and I won't continue the conversation. He's a talker and he likes to go over the same thing over and over again that I've been listening to for years. Yeah. It's usually not something that I haven't heard before. So I just, uh, I'm just going to stop you right there and... I'm leaving so because I don't have to hang around and yeah, listen to it anymore. Brilliant. I don't have to. I also love that you don't have to ask permission. Yeah. Stop. Like, no. I'm walking away. See ya and <laughs> I'll shut the door. No, yeah. I'm not doing this. And that probably drives him crazy, but it's for my sanity. I can't listen to that anymore. Yeah. Um, other ways is just getting into the right um, mindset before I pick up the phone to have a conversation um, and having like the focus being that I need to help him 
become educated on the things that I'm, you know, we're about to chat about, whether it's, you know, something that one of the other kids is doing or ideas of how I would like things run at his house, which I don't have control over. And that's another thing that has made me um, be able to manage is letting go of that uh, need to control what's happening in my kids' lives. I have to let it go because I can't. Um, and I just need to try and guide him as best as I can with suggestions. How did you find peace with that? Because a lot of people struggle with that. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's an area that I talk about a lot with you're going to have to learn to get yeah. comfortable with this. You're going to have to find your way to be okay that what happens at dad's house yeah. happens at dad's house and you don't get to influence that anymore they can have cocoa pops for breakfast every day yep. that's his choice now <laughs> no matter how much the sugar drives them mad during the day how did you find peace with that or uh lots of psychologist sessions no yeah. <laughs> um, it has been um for me it's actually been a lot about doing the work on myself yeah. um finding those courses that have resonated with me look I have learned so much about myself in the last three four years yeah the first year I reckon I was just sort of grieving and you know just surviving figuring out you know single parenting in a separate house even though I was doing it all together um for all those years separate house separate finances and um managing like that but then I started to dive into um, finding some courses to learn more about me and why I do the things that I do mm. and that has given me the outcomes in life that I've had and that was such an eye-opener. Um, I think the first one I did was called Rising Woman Yeah, and that was a real game-changer for me but it started that journey of real um interception and having a look inside myself and working out why I do the things that I do and the effects that it has yeah and so being able to control my feelings around that has been really helpful yeah it's emotional regulation yeah right? it's all yep. about understanding who you are mm-hmm. understanding what triggers you stopping it from triggering you yeah yeah that's right and yeah. not passing that on unnecessarily because I know better and understanding that he doesn't know better mm. <laughs> and having to deal with that so and being able to put that down I guess which is to say creating some peace with it's okay that he is where he is at yeah. that might change but it might not and you can't change it I can't change so it. you need to be at peace with that yeah that's yeah. right and um just you know by staying friends I've got the opportunity to you know, have a bit more influence on making those suggestions and guiding him into how we both wanted to raise our kids. Yeah. You know, um, there's some things that are really, really important in our house, like the food. Um, I um, went over to his house and I bought some bread over. It was fresh bread. I just baked it. And I said to kids, get the butter out, you know, let's have some bread. And they landed this massive tub of margarine next to me and I was just like what is that is not that? butter <laughs> no we, like no no and so I've had a conversation with him 
I went to pick the kids up the other day and I could see a packet of butter on the side. <laughs> so, pick a win. Yeah, it is those little wins that mean so much and um, sharing why, why That's we don't have you. margarine. This is why mm. I need you to give her butter. Like mm. She needs butter because of this. Yeah, no judgment for those that choose margarine. We no. have margarine in, in our home. Yeah. But as well as butter, but um, yeah, if it, you're able to share that with him, you're yeah. able to share the journey that you're on. Yeah, as you said about eating um, challenges and yeah. some mental health issues in the family. So, yeah. so I wouldn't get anywhere if I just ranted and raved at no. him. I needed to give him the why. This is why we need to do it like this. So, yeah. and having a civil relationship with him. Is the only way to do that. Yeah. If all emotions are high, then we will get nowhere. Yeah. So how do you get rid of some of your when you're having a high emotion? <laughs> I love that you get some distance from him. I love that you can close the door yeah. and just I talk to my friends. <laughs> She's got a divorce coach as a friend. That's really helpful. <laughs> and my friends have been yeah, so integral to making yeah. me. Yeah, survived this process. Female friendships, so yeah. important. Let's talk about your business as well because yeah. I know that that's a big part yeah. for you. And we're talking about female friendships, but there's also the identity of creating something that's entirely your own, yeah. which I imagine is a big part of your coping mechanism as mm-hmm. well. Yes. So you had to take stress leave from your job job and you were able to build up a side business. Did those two things happen at the same time or was the side business always happening alongside your job job? Yeah, the side business. Which you're welcome to share. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I will, I'll tell you my story yeah. um, because that is one that I do like to share is um, how I started with Thermomix. And I had my Thermomix for, well, just before my youngest was born my son he's 10 now. he's 10 yeah yeah well he's nearly 11 so uh-huh. we're coming up 12 years of having the old tm 31 and I absolutely loved it and so my passion is cooking from scratch and getting rid of the additives and stuff that's why there's no margarine yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no additives um you know getting rid of the bread yeah all that stuff and and maybe I'm a control freak having control over what's in our food because yeah. I believe that the reason that we have so many um, mental health challenges and sicknesses these days is because what we are so putting I. on our bodies and putting into our bodies with our food. So do I. So it's just so highly processed. It is, yeah. And we need to go back to the way that our great grandparents just to were. simplify as much as possible. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So building food but from scratch. We're so yeah. busy, right? We so, absolutely. To be able to cook that way, the way I needed to um, for my children and me, the only way to do that was through this machine, which yeah. does everything for us. It's so great, hands off. And people had always said, oh, you should sell these, Kel. And I, like I've always been involved in direct selling, you know, Tupperware and there was clothing when I was 18 and yeah. all sorts of stuff. So it's, I was like, oh, yeah, maybe. And... I ended up having a demo for one of my friends who was a Thermomix consultant um, in the town that we lived in up in South Headland, and it was great. And I'd said to her, oh, yeah, I've got my 31. We'll use that. You can use your new one, but I don't need a new one because, you know, I love my 31. That's what all of the TM31 owners say. <laughs> and then I saw the TM5 and I'm like, ooh, 
She oh, pretty. Happy <laughs> Bob So my friend Sammy actually had five sales at this party and I'd always had this little voice in the back of my head going, you know, you should probably do this, you know, you should start that Thermomix business. I love those small voices and following those voices. Yeah. Figuring out, they get to the point where they're too loud to ignore, right? You need to figure this out for yourself. You need to Mm -hmm. love that. That is exactly what happens. So come to the probably start of October 2018, And that voice was screaming at me and I could not ignore it anymore. I knew that I was getting ready to leave the marriage. Yeah. That was definitely on the radar. Um, I had that voice yelling at me, you need to do this, you need to do this. And it wasn't even that I started it um, as a means of some financial independence. That wasn't a consideration for me back then, but my gosh, it's worked out that way. <laughs> yeah, it has. So I ended up joining the team, started my business. And so we've just ticked over five years, which is fantastic. Yeah. And it brings me joy. Yeah. And I love yeah. it. And like to the point where I suffer from migraines um, if I have dairy and they are so debilitating that I usually can't function. If I get up and do something related to Thermomix, like a delivery demo or something. I remember going to a lady's house with this thumping headache, just thinking, I can't do this. Walked inside her door, headache went away. And it came back when I got back in my car. Yeah. But I did not feel it that whole time. Have you heard the expression of being in flow? So being in flow is exactly that. You're so enjoying the moment that you're in that all the inconveniences kind of go away and we all find that flow in different ways but when you can do a job that brings you that that's the special source so yeah awesome oh it's so good but that is what has been what has made me get through the separation so in December I that was the day that I went I can't do this anymore yeah so and then you know we've just plotted on from there and dealt with all these you know family issues that we've got with our children and let's talk about the home yeah 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 so the business um Theramix is is what's paying my mortgage so my side hustle (laughs) yeah it, it saved me so I had decided while we were still living up in Headland that I I wanted to keep the house I um I asked him if I could keep it and we agreed that I could buy him out. The house that's here. Yeah. Yeah. The house down here in Perth. And so we started started playing with the consent orders and things like that. My partner, my ex-partner, is a procrastinator. So that was one of the reasons that I left because things just never got done and that was what happened with the consent orders so by the time that we got to when was it around March April this year when we finally had the consent orders years later and yep yeah four years later so 
It was a really long drawn out process. The decision that you'd made at the beginning where you could buy him out of the house, getting from there and to four years later, presumably this consent orders would have changed quite a bit. Am I? Yeah. They wouldn't have looked the same. No, they didn't. So the... Learn from this and do not let it drag on. Like if you're close to coming up with some kind of agreement that you're happy with, please seal it. Yeah, get it done. Yeah. So he moved back to Perth. Um, because we were both on our way back to Perth. He left first. And when he got down here, he goes, mm, the value that we've agreed on for the house, uh, I don't agree anymore. Oh, I no. think I want the house revalued because the property market had taken off. Yeah. And everything. Which, of course, happens. Right? Yeah. Nothing is static. Everything changes. Yeah, that's right. Oh, again, please, if you come to an agreement, and I don't even mean an agreement you're happy with, an agreement that you're both equally unhappy with, sign the yeah. equally unhappy agreement and wrap it up and don't revisit it. it. Yeah, yeah exactly. because there's so much more you have to negotiate and navigate in the years ahead. Mm -hmm. Let that be done sooner yeah. rather than later. That's right. Draw that line yeah. underneath it. So that you can start talking about then, children. You can start talking yeah. about, the yeah, the future of what your blended family looks like that's right than... the, the the more important things like the kids are the yeah. most important thing that's right and that's that starting point for you to start again and it's really empowering yes like, I gave him all of my savings absolutely everything yeah to keep that house yeah to keep it stable for the kids it's my happy place as well I know that he's not happy about it, but he's finally in his own house and right. he's loving it. And, and he's nearby, good. right, close yeah, enough. he's close like enough. Like you said, 50-50 with the kids, so that's yep. all worked out lovely. Yeah. yeah, so that's good, but I went back to zero. Yeah. So then for me, I, <laughs> I love money and finances and I've always been a great budgeter. So I knew that was going to happen and I was okay with that because I like watching the money build up. You know, I, I'm a barefoot investor fan. Yeah. So I set my buckets up with my new bank account and my mortgage and all that sort of We've stuff. We've spoken about investing together. Yes, yes yeah. thank you. You <laughs> finally got me invested. <laughs> She's investing. It's good. Let's <laughs> talk more about that. Yeah. Um, but like having that start afresh and it's all mine. Like, yeah, beautiful. It's like you said, you it's know, empowering. It is. Yeah. It's really empowering, and it's um, it reminds you of what you used to be. You know, yes. that was me before kids and husband and a super capable, incredible woman. Yeah, right. And you are those things too when you're a wife and when you're a mother. Yeah. But then when you go through a divorce, you end up losing some of that. Well, you have to redefine yeah. who am I without those things that I that fully defined me at the time yeah, yeah and now I'm no longer a wife what is that what is what what do I define myself with now yeah. so yeah having that whole rediscovery it's, it's hard but it gets really great yeah it, yeah. yeah it really does like yeah. it's nice to be independent again yeah I've yeah. got some interesting statistics around um women's finances so inside a marriage the household equivalent of the male and female after a divorce, obviously that goes down for both. And, yes. you know, nobody's, you know, you're not going to have dual income and this, you know, you've got double expenses and all of that. So for the first, I think it was three years, two to three years, 
everything is more expensive for both. And what's interesting is that after those three years, in Australia specifically, the female equivalent income of what compared to what it was in the household is significantly more post-divorce. So, you know, there's a there's a drop Mm -hmm. in your income for a while and because of your expenses or your um it's not even discretionary income I should look up exactly the terms of it but essentially your money goes down quite a bit yeah. and it Setting takes a while a new house right yep sorting everything out exactly your expenses are more than they've ever been your income is the same as it was so it's all very very <laughs> scary um but then after a couple of years women are just freaking resilient and we're yeah. entrepreneurial and we budget well and we sort our shit out yes we actually get on and we are financially better off yeah than we were in the marriage yeah. according to the statistics that oh, I've been reading and sharing I, love so. those I know stories. right yeah. So there are a lot of people who are scared. I can't get out of the marriage because I'm going to be so much worse off financially. And that is true until it isn't. Yes. And then all of a sudden you own your own home or you've got a mortgage on your own home. You've got your own business. You know, yeah. you're supporting your children. You're eating the way you want to eat. You're living with your values. So it's all yeah. very good. It is so exciting, isn't it? Yeah. And it is entirely possible. There's so many side gigs you can get out there oh, these yeah, days sure. you know thermomix is one of them and yeah. it's always available for everyone yeah. i tell everyone about coming to join my team because i think everyone should have that opportunity for like, sure yeah just thinking about my situation you know the, the postie rocks up all the time with you know like oh what did you get today I'm like I don't even know what I've got today like <laughs> I'm always getting stuff in the mail with our incentives but to be able to use that to pay my mortgage is crazy yeah it's and, huge. yeah and it's such a lifesaver for me but I get to meet all the nice people of the world and I'm changing lives so with my previous profession well it's still my profession but um that's why I started that job is to yeah. help people and to change lives. But the reality is not that, unfortunately. It um, hurt you along the way. So we, we mentioned that you took some stress leave. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it was a lot. Yeah. Um, is this business not so? That's right. So I've got PTSD from the last job, yeah. this job that I've got. But the Thermomix just makes me so happy brings me joy and I get to see the difference it makes in people's lives and that is something that just ah I just love it it feels my color good I asked you earlier so how do you how do you find the joy I'm not quite sure what the question I asked was but you were saying girlfriends you know your your stress mechanisms it sounds Mm -hmm. like it's girlfriends and having this great job like a business actually yeah that's amazing. Is yeah. there any other, um, we'll come to kind of wrap up the conversation. Is there any other advice that you'd pass along to people who just don't know how they could possibly negotiate a settlement deal or navigate the strong emotions and having, knowing that you've got a decade or so of absolutely having to co-parent with this person? Yeah. Do you have any other advice you haven't already shared about oh, just getting through it? Do your best to keep it civil, I think. And you, like you said, no one's going to walk away happy. No. If you do, that's a bloody miracle. But, but um, you can get to happy. You can get to happy. Happy mm-hmm. is definitely still in the future. That is always a thing that's going to happen. It will happen. 
um we get to create our happy yeah, yeah. and that's right we are the soul creators it's wonderful <laughs> oh, it's so good but um even if it's just keep negotiating keep lines of communication open I think and try and be as fair as you can be and hope that the other party yeah matches your energy like that yeah I love yeah. that I think one of the ways in which I would talk about that is acting with integrity mm -hmm. if you're behaving yeah. in such a way that you can be proud of yourself yeah. then it kind of doesn't matter if the other person has a a spaz out or yeah. you know if, if the other person has a, a breakdown and doesn't meet your energy because you can still come back to that if if you're the one that behaves without integrity if you want to shout in the street and swear at their front door or something it's hard then to forgive yourself and go yes. back so yeah. behave, behave in such a way that you can continue to not need to forgive yourself and then yeah yeah, yeah. And keep finding that bridge to commute, connect with the other person. Yeah, definitely. Like, and that your emotional maturity really comes into play for sure. In divorce, I think. Um, but and, and you can work on that. You yeah, you can. That. You, that's right. And I would say definitely start doing some work on yourself. Yeah, and figuring out why you do the things that you do, and be able to regulate your emotions. Yeah. We haven't even touched on the fact that Kelly's dating a wonderful man. She's in another relationship. So but we won't go there because I just think this, we've, we've pulled at so many positive parts to your story, but that's exactly why I brought you in because yes. you're another example of a great positive divorce. Yes. No, it is possible. Yeah. And if anyone wants to follow Kelly, tell, tell them how they can find you. Uh, okay. So I'm on Facebook as Happy Healthy Thermy. That's T-H-E-R-M-I-E. I'll put, this, put it in the show notes. Yeah. Yep. Happy, healthy, Thermy. And Instagram is underscore happy, underscore healthy, underscore kel, K-E-L. Yeah. And That's so you get me. all like, you'll find out what does that business look like with mm -hmm. Thermomix. If you've got one already, follow Kelly and all of the people that you follow too because yeah. all of the ways in which you can use it and be healthy and awesome. Yeah, it's great. It's a place of inspiration. I just like to inspire people. Yeah. So. And you do. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kel. Thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks for listening i hope you took something of value out of this episode i'm your host becca maxwell and you can find me on the web at dodivorceright.com or on instagram at dodivorceright i look forward to connecting with you there